Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pet, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I'm your host, Jesper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every Monday. Now, in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by the Rising Stars Mastermind, which is the only mastermind for short-term rental hosts focused on building hospitality brands and scaling their hosting companies. This mastermind has been around for about two years, and it's been exclusive to our Legends X graduates. But Eric and I have decided for the first time ever that we're now opening it up for a select group of like-minded hosts to join the mastermind. Now, this mastermind is not for beginners. It's not for people who want to get started on Airbnb and talk about you know optimizing listings and guest communication and things like that. What we focus on are the things that will actually allow us to scale our companies and build long-term wealth in the short-term rental industry by owning real estate. So we're talking about building systems, we're talking about the hiring teams, developing our leadership skills, developing brands, and how to raise money. If that aligns with you and you're excited to work with myself and Eric for the next 12 months, then I invite you to go over to overnightsuccess.io slash rs and schedule a call with us to see if it's a win-win for you to join our mastermind. Get paid for your pet. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, I uh, have a special guest, Derek Gisriel. He uh, he is in, in out of uh, where is it? An hour outside outside of San Antonio, Texas, and uh, he quit his job, went all in on his food on his uh, short term rentals, and he's crushing it. He's uh, doubled or tripled the revenue in his first unit. Uh, he's currently going through our uh, Let's X program, so lots of lots to talk about. Derek, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's uh, it's quite an honor to to be here with you and and with everyone else listening. So um, I appreciate it, and I appreciate uh, all the guidance so far. Yeah, and uh, I've gotten a few emails because th- today is Wednesday, uh, April twelfth. We were supposed to record this on Monday on our uh, standard uh, publishing day for Get Paid Free Pad. Got on a few emails from people saying like, "Hey, where where's the podcast?" Uh, and uh, so what happens is actually kind of a funny story. Um, I went to Bogota with my wife um, for uh, for Easter Easter holiday, and uh, we tried to record this podcast on Monday actually, but uh, the the Wi-Fi in my hotel completely shut down. Um, so literally, we were like three minutes in, and uh, boom, it was it was gone. So we uh, unfortunately weren't able to uh, record this on uh, on Monday. But I appreciate the accountability from people that have reached out. Um, but yeah, now we uh, we are here. But uh, before we dive into it, uh, Derek, let me let me share a funny, st- well, not really, it wasn't really that funny, but a kind of funny story of what happened to me in Bogota because something similar happened to you. Um, so for the for those who are not familiar with Bogota, it's the capital of Colombia, uh, amazing city, amazing food, very affordable. Uh, but it's also at nine thousand feet altitude, so it's uh, it's very it's very high. It's one of the highest capitals uh, in the world, uh, I, I believe. So uh, if you haven't been at a high altitude like that, it uh, it can have like a, a bit of an effect on your body if you're not used to it. And so basically, what happens is like you know you can uh, there's less oxygen in the air, so you you kind of 
sometimes you get out of, you run out of air very fast and you find yourself like breathing really heavily. Um, and it didn't really bother me that much. But then the day that I flew back yesterday, um, we got to the airport and we had a long walk to our gate. And, and so we were kind of just walking, you know, pretty fast just to, you know, just kind of make it on time. And, uh, and suddenly like, uh, my vision started getting blurry. It was, it was very scary. Like I, I couldn't read the, the signs anymore. And like, even like people that were walking past me, like I couldn't focus on them. It was, it became my whole vision became blurry and it was, it was really scary. I started feeling nauseous and, and, um, I was telling my wife, I was like, wow, there's something wrong here. And she, she wanted to go shopping and I'm like, Hey, let's, let's sit down. And like, you know, I told her like, can you stay here? Cause kind of scared like i don't know what the hell's going on you know i have some sort of me medical problem here um but then she told me like well you know this is probably the altitude and you know i've had this before where i almost fainted and it's a new experience for me but yeah i had to sit down for for 30 45 minutes pretty much till the till the final boarding call and i wasn't sure if i was going to jump on the plane because I, I was like i don't know if i can fly right now you know yeah, um, but then I started feeling a little better. My uh, my wife she put uh, some hand sanitizer on a, a napkin and uh, put it <laughs> put it under my, under my nose, and she told me that's gonna that would help, and it actually did. Not sure why, but anyway, this is a scary story. But you you told me uh, something similar happened to you. Yeah, so I, it was uh, it was a couple of years ago. We had a about a twenty four hour layover in Bogota, headed to Cartagena. Um, which is, is absolutely gorgeous area, but, um, we, you know, flew in, not a problem, stayed at a hotel when we were leaving that morning. It, it's a pretty spread out airport, right? And, and to your point, uh, you've got some, some distance that you've got to cover. And especially in the mornings, you're, you know, kind of a little bit, uh, maybe rushing, uh, to, to the gate. Um, my wife, it was for our baby moon. Uh, we, my, she was pregnant with my daughter. So my wife's like eight months pregnant on top of the altitude. Right? So, you know, we start walking to the gate, uh, similar situation and, you know, um, not as intense, but uh, certainly it was, we had to stop, you know, and we had to, you know, we, we ate a little bit and kind of take a break, but that altitude difference there is uh is is pretty intense and you know we we run you know two three four times a week and uh generally in pretty good shape but um yeah it's something different that uh your, your body has to acclimate to yeah yeah it's pretty crazy and for those who are not so familiar with the you know altitudes like nine thousand feet that's like that's a solid like top of a skiing mountain right like a, a mountain like a resort that's like that's serious altitude right there right that's not a yep. little hill or something so yeah definitely and you know uh we were i went with my dad to uh machu picchu and we stayed um overnight in cusco in peru and uh similar situation um, there where, you know, they tell you a minimum of 24 to 48 hours, really up to a week for your body to kind of acclimate to, to that climate and to that, uh, lower, uh, oxygen point there. Yeah. So, uh, if you're listening to this, if you ever have a stopover in Bogota and you start feeling unwell, don't worry, nothing wrong with you. It's just, 
Yeah, it's just the altitude. It's very normal. Um, awesome, man. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's dive into it. So you're the uh, you're the founder of uh, DLRJ Holdings, um, and uh, yeah, why don't you explain how you came up with that name first? Because I thought it was cool. Yeah, so uh, created the LLC was August of last year, middle of August, and um, you know just kind of racking our brains of how, you know if we're going to create a holding company, um, the what should we you know name it and, and these type of things. Obviously, it's going to be uh, long lasting, and uh, and so we just took the first initial of each of our names. So you know Derek, my wife's Lauren. And my kids are Ryan and Jocelyn. So DLRJ Holdings is the um, kind of the, the property uh, holding company. That's kind of how we came up with it. Right. And um, yeah, tell us, tell us your background and your story of like, you know, you, you had a full time job and then you decided to go all in on this. Clearly, you've uh, you've really taken a professional approach from the get go, establishing your LLC and like joining our program and everything. Tell us, uh, tell us a story on, on how that you know, how that went for you? Yeah. Well, my background, I spent about five and a half years, <clears throat> almost six years in the solar industry, specifically focusing on residential uh, solar sales uh, and installation. Uh, was with a really, really great company um, that got acquired by a publicly traded company and um, had a fantastic uh, experience and uh, really ride. At the end of the day, um, we went from you know being a small company. I was like employee number 159, and um, you know now we got basically absorbed by a company that's 25 plus thousand um, employees. So incredible experience. I when I uh, exited that company, um, it was well about three weeks ago now and kind of um, really started focusing full time um, into the business. Um, I covered all of the Midwest. And so I had about 150 uh, employees that, that worked for me and uh, we're just focusing on the, you know, solar and clean energy and replacing people's electric bills and um, really, really great experience. I've always wanted to be in real estate and uh, specifically short-term rentals, the Airbnb, um, you know, always interested me. And so when the opportunity came up um, in this small little town outside of San Antonio, um, typical vacation rental market, we've actually stayed in this house a, a few different times uh, personally. And when, when we saw it for sale, we thought, you know, I guess if not now, when um, that was in October of last year um, and then renovated that 49 days later, got that um, in service uh, before the end of the year and uh, really set to, to break some records, not only in that house, uh, but in the entire market. So when I do something, I go full force and, and all in. And um, so while I was sad to see my, you know, say goodbye to my team, um, there at the company, it was, um, you know, at some point you take a bet on yourself, uh, and take a bet on your family. And, uh, and that's what we've done here. Awesome. And tell us, tell us about the experience of like, you know, starting this, this taking over this house and then, 
you know, how were you able to get such great results? Yeah. Um, well, the, it's a very old school vacation rental market. And, um, you know, just actually up until there's still some houses there where, you know, when you check in and you may pay in the summertime a thousand dollars a night, you have to bring your own linens. Right. So it's in that sense, you know, you got to stop by the office and pick up a key and, and these type of things. So very old school management, uh, but great people there. Uh, just a small Texas town um, by a river. Uh, so really great, at, you know, from a guest experience, it, it's really nice. Um, saw the house for sale, purchased it, um, and then uh, went into to renovations. Home was built in 2007. Um, it was a little bit, you know, a little bit outdated there. Um, so we went into renovations. Lauren and I did a lot of it ourselves. And, uh, you know, 49 days later, got that live middle um, to end of December, it had a long rental history, uh, which is really cool for us to have those financials to reflect on and know the pacing and, you know, what dates are generally booked and for what rates and where's our benchmark that we can know, hey, we've succeeded. And um, so I think in, in the best year, they did a little over $60,000. Um, uh, you know, we're basically halfway through April and we have booked 105,000 for the year. Um, and I think that we'll probably end the year somewhere between 150 to 170. Um, so at minimum, we're going to double, um, but probably we'll triple um, the best year that that property has done. But I think more importantly, though, is the marketplace because you know we invested our time and, and money to to create a great guest experience there at the house but we're pacing to be definitely in the top 10 percent um, if not higher in the entire marketplace um, so really good experience so far and we're looking to definitely probably expand more and um, you know dominate that that marketplace yeah that sounds like a great market to be in those are kind of the markets that Eric and I are looking at too, where you can kind of take over these old school managed places and really increase the increase the revenue. So great, great job on that! Like two free times is that's incredible. Um, how was the the process of taking over the the home? Like, did you take over the Airbnb account, or did or did they have like a, a list of past guests that you could that you would take over that you that you're marketing to? How was the transition? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so it was uh, signed up with a, you know, traditional property management. They charge 30%. Um, so, you know, they gross revenue, they were doing 60 on their best year, but, you know, they were walking with, let's say, 45 or 50, right? Um, and once you take into account, you know, all the expenses that go along with it, um, you know, I can definitely understand the owner's position on on maybe why they even sold. Right. Because those numbers don't flesh too well. Um, so we took that over. We took it off of the, the management company. We knew we wanted to self-manage and implement all the systems and processes to have a really tight control on the guest experience um and uh you know once we went live we you know listed it on 
the OTAs, Airbnb, VRBO, and Booking.com. And then um, we've got, you know, our, our direct booking site too. There was two uh, reservations, which we, we did honor. Um, and those are coming up uh, pretty shortly. But other than that, we still have a great relationship with the management company. And um, look, you know, we get guests all the time where we're booked. We're overbooked and or they, they have a bigger party. They have 30 people instead of, you know, us accommodating 20. And we're able to send them business. So to have a great relationship, especially in a small town like that, um, you know, it's definitely a give and take. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, <clears throat> so you created a, a completely new listings for this unit? Completely new. You know, no reviews. <laughs> yeah. So... And, you know, now we're at 16 uh, over all the OTAs. We're at 16 uh, five-star reviews. Um, and uh, and we're, we're wanting to obviously maintain, you know, that, that rating there uh, through, through the guest experience. Yeah, and that's a question that we get quite a lot from, from students and listeners is like, you know, when you take over a house, is it best to take over the Airbnb listing or create a new one? And most people seem to think that, there's a lot of value in taking over the old Airbnb account. But I think if you're, if you're kind of like up leveling the experience, um, it might be the, the, your best bet might actually be just be creating a new listing. You know, you, you get some, uh, you get some extra visibility from Airbnb, right? With the, with a new listing. Um, and you can build up those reviews pretty quickly. Plus if you're changing the guest experience a lot, then you don't necessarily want those older reviews because they're not really going to reflect they're not really they're not representing like the experience that you're currently offering right so what what are your thoughts on that yeah and i think you know i was talking with the property manager and i said you know uh, generally once you win a, a guest um meaning you know they stayed with you uh in this market they'll continue to rebook the same dates uh next year uh for example in easter uh we've got the same family that's staying next Easter, right? They've already rebooked that. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, w with that, with that being said, you know, it's, uh, you, you kind of win over that, that guest and, you know, that you own them. Now I was telling the property manager, what an incredible uh, surprise, uh, these guests that have stayed there before the renovation, uh, before we focused on the guest experience, they're going to show up to completely, essentially brand new house uh, with amenities that that they you know were not used to um, so hopefully we you know obviously win them over and and they stay with us uh, directly yeah what are some of the upgrades like in terms of amenity and kind of the guest experience what, what are the what kind of like the main upgrades that you guys implemented yeah um so we you know when you it's uh, approximately it's a five bedroom five and a half bathroom house um it uh was built in 2007 when you walk in uh it, so the entire house is is almost bulletproof it's it's a stone exterior and the interior when you walked in is uh all t111 it's exterior plywood siding essentially so if you're not having any paint, uh, your eyes kind of just melt when you you used to walk in because, I mean, everything was just the same color wood, right? <laughs> and yeah, which is fine, like in a cabin experience. But we wanted to, you know, in order to elevate the income, 
We wanted to elevate the experience. And so, you know, we didn't need to do anything major. The bones were good. Um, we, instead of a concrete, it was a stained concrete floor, which was kind of uh, coming up. Uh, we put in um, luxury waterproof um, vinyl uh, flooring there um, that uh, was a dark uh, wood. And then um, we replaced the countertops uh, with a white quartz. Um, we refinished the cabinets in the kitchen uh, to a darker gray. And then in the bathrooms, a dark navy blue. And um, we just did accent walls and all of the, the uh, bedrooms kept the, the furniture in the bedrooms. And uh, then we used uh, an app um, called Havenly for the design of the um, actual living spaces um, in the living room. And then in the exterior and the rear has 1400 square feet that's fully covered. So we wanted when a guest walks in through the door, you're, you want their experience to, to be a wow moment. Um, and so we, we focused on the design heavily in those areas where they would definitely first um, enter. And, uh, you know, that way you, you get a good, you know, first uh, experience there. Yeah. I uh, I saw you, you you just posted I think yesterday it was in our in our Legends X Slack that you you got your first uh, direct booking through Google. Yeah, it was the first one where we didn't know where the guests came from. We've had other direct bookings, but you know they're just kind of through social or or through friends and family. Um, and so I, I reached out immediately to the guests. This was on Easter. And uh, they, they had some questions. So I said, you know, hey, by the way, how did you how did you find us? And uh, she said, well, we've been coming to the area for 12 years. We typically stay uh, with X, Y and Z management company. Um, but we just did a Google search and we found you. And so I thought that was the the coolest thing. I mean, this is a forty three hundred dollar direct booking uh for for may and, and june um and i thought that was the the neatest thing that you know it was just uh in january that we launched the direct booking site uh we've been focusing on seo uh, blog post updates and uh we put our reviews also on the direct booking website um which google takes that um data you know from the five-star reviews and when your listing or your website shows up with google it's showing those five-star reviews um, almost as if it was a google business so i think the combination of those two um, is something that we're, we're obviously going to lean heavily on um, and, and we're investing you know more into development of that that's awesome man well congrats <clears throat> and uh you know, do you know what they actually Googled, like the, the keyword that they actually entered in Google? You know, that's a great, uh, that's a great question. And that's probably something I, I'm going to ask um, because, you know, I've, I've kind of Google searched uh, a few different keywords and um, depending on what you're searching for, you know, we do come up. So um, generally it's the, you know, old school property management. They've been around you know, forever that kind of come up first, but, um, 
you know, with us offering a different guest experience, uh, which I'll talk a little bit about in, in, a, in a minute, that's what's going to differentiate ourselves, in particular in a market where you've got, you know, brand new houses on the, on the golf course or on the riverfront um, <clears throat> that are asking the same pricing as us. And so if we're not riverfront or if we're not on the golf course, like, how can we be different? Well, that's through design. That's through the guest experience uh, from, from the time they book to the time they leave. Um, and that's what's allowing us to, to earn the same amount or more uh, many nights and uh, be 30% more occupied than our closest uh, competitors in the market. Yeah, so share a little bit about that uh, guest experience. Like what, what are you guys really focusing on? Like you touched on design. And, you know, walk us through that whole process of like when the guest books until they they leave yeah i think you know sometimes we we almost believe that you know if it's through an ota uh such as airbnb or vrbo like we don't have a lot of control um and i i completely disagree look you know the, the first guest experience starts on generally speaking on on an ota and ultimately they've done a fantastic job of creating a easy flowing website that allows a guest to book. Right. And that's where most of all of our business comes from. So, you know, it starts obviously with great photos, with a great title, with a great description, optimizing all of that so that it makes sense for the guest as they go through your photos, as if they were walking through the house. Um, highlighting the design features of the house and focusing on amenities that generally the guest doesn't have at home, right? Because if they're going somewhere, they're paying a thousand, twelve hundred dollars a night. Why would they do that if if they have everything at, at home, right? If if they're already on the river, if they already have a hot tub and different amenities, these type of things, right? So that's where it starts. And then I would say then immediately after booking. Um, we do a sequence of automations through our property management system. We use Guesty for hosts, um, which is the first one I signed up for, not really knowing much of anything, but we've had a great experience with them. And what happens immediately after they book, whether it's direct or through the OTAs, is they're going to get a booking confirmation through the platform. Just saying, hey, we're, you know, my name is Derek and Lauren, and we're really excited to host you. Um, if you could just send us your estimated day and arrival, we'll send you, you know, all the info you need. Um, and then they're also getting immediately a, a text message that has our link to our guidebook, uh, which we believe is, is completely different than anything in the marketplace um, that's currently being offered. And uh, that's highlighting all the features of the home, how to work the hot tub and the, and the grill and these type of things, but also points of interest. So immediately that's their guest experience, right? Um, right out of the gate. Um, because look, you know, Airbnb, VRBO, they're respected in the marketplace, but there's still some hesitation. Um, I believe in, in some guests when they book is like, okay, I booked like now what happens, right? <laughs> uh, is this real? Right. And, um, and so getting that immediate confirmation with a text message uh, from us, hey, here's our guidebook. We're really excited to, 
to see you and to host you guys. And then um, the automation goes a couple days before, it'll send the um, check-in instructions, it will send the guidebook again. And um, after they check in, there'll be an automation just, you know, checking in on them. But that's kind of leading up to the precipice, if you will, of them physically opening the door to the property. Because um, you've got one shot uh, once they open that door, right? And so it needs to go smooth. Um, the, the PMS, the property management system, will generate their code to check in. And, uh, you know, obviously send that to them beforehand. And the moment that they open that door, what we focus on is the senses. Because ultimately, when you focus on a guest experience, it just goes back to who we are as humans. And that's through our senses, right? The touch, taste, smell, um, the vision, right? And uh, so we, what we focused on there is the first thing, as soon as they open that door, um, they see obviously the design. Right, which you know is, is goes back to the app that we used um, is Havenly, so we focused on that. Right, so they have that wow moment. I have our housekeepers leave all the lamps on, so whether they check in at um, 6 p.m. and the sun's up, or it's midnight, or 1 or 2 a.m. like our recent guest that flew in uh, from New York to to stay with us, um, they're greeted with light. And I think that's uh, that's very important. They've got a navigator on the house, so all the lamps in the living room, um, in the kitchen, and in uh, all the bedrooms are turned on. And uh, to the right-hand side, when you walk in, there's a lamp, but underneath that lamp is a handwritten note. And we use uh, what's a website called Handwritten uh, with a Y, handwritten.com. Uh, and uh, we put printed, you know, it doesn't say their name specifically. Um, that would be really challenging to keep up with, but um, it just says, hey, like, we're, thank you. And uh, we're excited to host you. This home means a lot to us and we're excited for you to experience all the amenities. And, um, you know, we're excited for also for you to just gaze that, you know, Texas sky, all the stars. And uh, so we're, we're delivering that, it's signed by Lauren and I. And then um, on the TV in the living room, we use an app called OptiSigns, and it's a welcome screen uh, customized with their name. It's got a low tempo music uh, that goes with the theme of the house. Um, and uh, it's much like you'd find in like a Ritz Carlton or a Marriott when you check in. Um, it's got your name on it. And uh, so, so that's kind of the, the visual uh, experience there and um, then we're using a uh, air uh, freshener it's called Pura P-U-R-A and uh, we're actually curating the smell uh, so when they're checking in in the evenings it's a uh, it's you know we're out kind of in the country it's almost like a cabin like feel uh, we're using a balsam and a fur smell uh, when they check in and during the day it's like more of a citrus sugary uh, type of smell. So those are all the senses that we're kind of hitting on for immediately they're walking in and they're saying they're relieved, right? And now it's time to relax and they've made the right decision to, to stay with us and to stay with our brand. Yeah. Dude, it's so important. Um, and 
I love how you broke it broke it down with like the vision. What what do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? What you what do you smell? I think the smell is probably like kind of overlooked uh, maybe sometimes. Um, I I know I I always stay at a hotel whenever I'm in Asia. It's called the Shangri La Hotel, and literally like the reason I always want to go back there is because you walk into the lobby and it smells a certain way, and I I just really like that smell, and I just want to go back there because of that, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy how how that works. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I love how you uh, how you broke that down. And you know, if you if you walk into a home like that and you notice immediately, like through what you see and what you smell and what you you know what you hear, you immediately notice like, wow, this is there's a lot of thought that went into this, right? And it immediately makes you feel comfortable of like, okay, I'm clearly staying with a very professional host which means that I can relax now because if there's anything I need, that host is probably going to look after me, right? Because they put this much detail in, in, you know, that experience, like they're going to make sure that we have a great stay. And I would say, look, ultimately what we do every day in hosting guests, like stuff will go wrong, right? Like it, it's just natural that at, at some point it, it will. Right, whether it's in our control or out of our control, and that takes us back to systems and processes. But ultimately, stuff goes wrong, right? But if they walk in and they have a great first experience, they're almost gonna not brush it over, but they'll be a little bit more allow us to fix it a little bit more easily. Because to your point, you know, hey, I'm staying with a professional host. Yeah, that cares about me and my family. Um, and so they're, they're going to do what's right versus they walk in, it all, it's pitch black. They can't find the light switch. Uh, they don't know. It doesn't smell that great. Um, they're already off to a, on a wrong foot. So I think in that case also, they'll, they'll take greater care of your home. Um, and so, you know, because it's more of a personalized, I'm staying with Derek and Lauren, and, and this means a lot. This home means a lot to them and their family. And so I'm going to, you know, obviously take take care of their home too. So I think yeah. that's an interesting point on that end too. Yeah. No, it's, it's true, man. Like, the guests are so much more forgiving when you when they can tell that you're putting an effort, right? That you've, you have an eye for detail. You're, you're really trying hard to create the best experience possible. I'll give an example. Like I, I rented this incredible home on the on the Caribbean coast here in Panama a couple of weeks ago, uh, and it was a new home. It was the first first booking on Airbnb. It was an old um, French lady actually that she actually built it herself, and it was in the middle of nowhere on the on the hill. Like she even created the road. Like we had to rent a four by four to even be able to get up there. Wow. Um, and it, we were her first guests and, and she was awesome. She was living on the property and, you know, she was so welcoming. She drove us, she drove us up to the beach one day and, you know, she was this amazing, amazing person. However, this was a new Airbnb and she didn't have that much, you know, she didn't have any experience with hosting, I think. So, you know, she was, she was definitely missing. There was definitely things missing, you know, for, for one thing, the water didn't work for like a, a day or so. So we literally like, after going to the toilet, you you know, you we grabbed like water from the pool in a, in a bucket and like flushed it that Flushing. way, you know. Yeah. But but still, like like you know, we're not going to complain. You know, we're, I still gave her like a five star review because I'm just like, okay, you know, I, I I'm forgiving because because I I just you know really liked her as a host. Yeah, 
Now, I know you stay in uh, in a lot of Airbnbs and, and that type of thing. When you experience these, and obviously you've got an eye for, you know, you've seen thousands of different processes and, and Airbnbs and stuff like that. When, when you guys stay at somewhere like that, there's a, you know, a section you can give private, you know, feedback to, to the host. Is that something that you are, you guys are given to the host of X, Y, and Z? This is what I would do or? 100%. 100%. I mean, we, we gave her a whole list of feedback items, you know, which she yeah. really appreciated. And now she actually invited us to stay for free next time. Right? Oh, that's so great. It's, it's really like a, yeah, it's really like, we, we didn't ask for any, you know, we weren't even yeah. going to ask, you know, even because, you know, there were some, there were some things that, you know, did work, um, yeah. or some things that needed to be improved. But you know what, like it's, it, the price was also, it was her first time, you know, hosting she, price was very affordable. So we didn't, yeah. even, we didn't ask for anything, but she was like, Hey, and, you know, I really appreciate you guys' feedback and, um, you know, so really sorry for, you know, the inconvenience and this and that. I want to offer you guys a free stay. Like, please come back. You can stay for free, right? So, yeah, it's awesome. And I would say one thing, you know, that um, maybe, you know, maybe hosts think about, maybe they don't, um, in particular if, it's a, if they don't physically live on site, is like take the weekend or a week even better and just stay at your property. Like you're going to find, you know, before we launched Adelante, we stayed there obviously. And with our kids, because our guest avatar is someone that's similar to us with a family, the home sleeps 20. It's not one family. It's a blended type situation. They've got kids, right? And so with us staying there for um, a few days or, or four or five days before, you find some interesting things that you're like, oh, yeah, that doesn't work or this works great or I like this or let's change that. Um, that just allows for that guest experience to be even more, uh, you know, flawless. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Uh, definitely want to stay at your own, your own properties. Um, awesome, man. Well, this, this was great. Really appreciate you, uh, sharing this. I think this is going to be very helpful for everybody listening. Um, you know, before we wrap this up, uh, if people are in Texas and they want to maybe stay at your home or they're interested in learning more about hosting and how you've gotten these results, how, how, how can people get in touch with you? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Jasper, I'll send you, you know, obviously the link to, to our, to our direct booking site. Um, it's stay Um, and then my email is pretty simple. It's Derek, uh, D E R E K at D L R J holdings.com. And, um, you know, if I can help out in any way, um, to consult or, um, to, to kind of help that guest experience is really what we're specializing in and focusing. Um, feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to share all of our systems um, and, uh, you know, help as much as I can. Awesome. Sweet, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, jumping on here. I appreciate you uh, be crushing it in our, uh, in our program. So, uh, yeah, awesome job on, on that. And to the listeners, hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm sure there's a couple, couple nuggets that you've taken away from it. Um, and uh, sorry for the late publishing of this uh, podcast uh, but uh, we'll be back on Friday and on Monday so have a great week and see you then 
Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. Really hope you enjoyed the show. This episode is brought to you by the Rising Stars Mastermind, the only short-term rental mastermind for hosts focused on building hospitality brands, scaling their hosting companies. Now, this mastermind has been around for almost two years, but it's been exclusive to our Legends X graduates. But now, for the first time ever, we are actually opening it up, up to a select group of like-minded hosts to join us in the mastermind. Now, this is not a beginner mastermind. It's not for people who want to learn the basics around Airbnb and short-term rentals. What we focus on are the things that will allow us to really scale and grow, right? So we're talking about building systems. We're talking about how to build teams, how to hire the right people, how to develop your leadership skills, how to become the CEO of your company, uh, how to develop your brand and how to raise money. Now, if that's something that aligns with you and you're excited to work with us uh, for the next 12 months, then I invite you to chat with us to see if it's a win-win for you. Uh, you can find more information on the mastermind at overnightsuccess.io slash rs. And that's also where you can schedule a call with our team um, to discuss the mastermind and uh, see if it's a good fit. So uh, appreciate you all and we'll see you next time. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your